1: the Afterbuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now. Another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men always After Show.
2: Hey there, Mad Men fans. It is a pleasure to be here uh, talking to you okay. on the Mad Men After Show. This is Season 7, Episode 6, The Strategy. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, fantastic panel's here. Joe Braswell's here. Here I am. Joseph Sanfilippo's here. Nice to be with you guys. And Sterling Cates is here. Hello. Yeah, we missed you two last week. But you were gone too? Yeah. Yeah, but I'd like to think that we held it down in your absence with the lovely Kirsten Ford. I had the lovely
1: Kirsten Ford all to myself. Mm -hmm. Lovely Ren, but she was over there with me. Yeah, so
2: he he had her all to himself, uh, but I think we did a lovely job. And just what... An episode tonight. So much to discuss and zero time to do it in. So we're gonna do, <laughs> we're gonna do as, as best we can by you in the limited time that we have, cause yes. I absolutely adore this episode. You know, uh, the last two episodes have been rather a, l- a little cold in that, you know, there's a lot of symbolism, there's a lot of maneuvering. We have, you know, uh, this unraveling of Ginsburg last week. And uh while a lot of it I, I think was very, very arresting to watch and, and has a great bearing on the series as a whole, this episode just warms you to the to the core, I yes. think. You know, in, in really giving us I think the the peak perhaps of the Don Peggy relationship where I feel like it's been heading all along, this mutual uh admiration in, and in a way, kind of the inverse of their relationship in the suitcase. And I want to try to unpack that as best we can in the oh, time that we have. See you there? Unpack yeah. the suitcase <laughs> right. now uh we also have the return of bob benson 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 uh, 2014 yes benson watch 2014 uh pete's back in new york so i i want to start by talking about bob benson now you know last season i had it out for bob Mm -hmm. you you had hatred for bob you every time
0: bob came on man you were uh you you had a, a vengeance for bob
2: i just i thought he was up to no good and it turns out you know he's he's a very decent guy Uh, You know, he came on to Pete at the end of last season, and it wound up bouncing him all the way to Detroit. Uh, But he's very, very good at his job. He's very good at his job, and uh, the folks at GM are big fans of his. But unbeknownst to him and to the entire company, they are taking uh, Chevy away from uh, the agency. The tryout was a sensational hit, but it was always intended to bring, you know, bring the car back into the fold and do it internally um bad bad news. So, you know, Bob comes back. We don't see him and Pete interact this episode, which is fine just cuz they both have so much to do. And uh, you know, one of the one of the key things that happened last year was we saw Bob and Joan become this like cute little partnership where they f- they fit really well together. They're like really great partners in every way, except except perhaps in attraction. I feel like you
3: rarely see Joan let her guard down, and she just does that really naturally with... Bob, right. for some reason, I don't really like Bob. Well, I, I tell you the reason.
0: <laughs> What's the reason? Well, you know, she, you know, there's no threat. There's no. There's mm-hmm. no sexuality right. between them. Right, but it, it. You know, and it just. I. It was very. I, I had a moment there when he asked when he proposed. I was like, oh, please, don't mm-hmm. be his beard for life.
2: That right. you, you can you can do so much more than that. And she was she said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. The first things first, though. So uh, Bob comes back to town with Bill Hartley of GM, and he receives a call in the middle of the night. And Bill has been arrested uh, for attempting to fellate an undercover officer. Now, this episode takes place in June of 69. Uh, so it's like right around the time of the Stonewall riots, you know, we kind of get a sense of this, uh, of the anti-gay sentiment kind of just being out in the air from the way that the, um, you know, the night, uh, bailiff or whoever it was that released Bill was treating, uh, both Bill and Bob. it yeah, uh-huh. tells him to get his head, exa- get yeah. his head shrunk. Yeah. You, you you, good ladies. night, ladies. Yeah. Good night, good night ladies, ladies your, boyfriend. Boy boyfriend. your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, later on. with uh with roger in the steam room uh with jim from mccann and uh you know bob is mortified picking this guy up uh from from court and you know bill asks him have you ever been arrested and bob is just no i have never been arrested i am not of your stripe this is he does not want bill's life and bill makes a reference to his wife being very understanding and uh i think that this is kind of like the arrangement that maybe he's trying to set up with joan that you know i right, feel like yeah. i feel like bill's wife right. is very aware of what's going on but she le- she leads a comfortable life you know they love each other they probably raised a family together you know despite not having really any attraction between them but it's it is that's what it is it's an arrangement it works
1: it's interesting to think, of like you know, it, what it's like to be what it's like to be a gay man in 1969, mm-hmm. with, um, especially one transplanted from Michigan to to uh, New York. Like I said, there's so much temptation. I don't know how you did this, but the whole notion of that, like. You have know, two different types of guys. One guy is if you want if you're if you're if you're closeted and you want to be able to find people, it ha- it usually is was sort of this sometimes this sort of underground, uh, you know, yeah. way of doing things. Other others like Bob Benson, you can do, you can do your business but keep it completely secret with you know keep it above board and, but but secret. Right, We're both secrets but different types of secrets. So and an you know, contrast
2: maybe it, you know in special cases when you have strong feelings for someone you know you make an overture for someone that yes. you really do love and you're not just seeking out gay sex and i think on some level you know bob like is disgusted by what has happened to bill but at the same time is jealous of his ability to be himself within the confines of this oppressive society um you know Bob wishes that he had it so easy, where he could just go and get gay sex, you know, out in a park somewhere. But that's not who Bob is. He values himself too highly to, you know, just go, you know, kind of sleep with someone he doesn't know. It's
0: it's reckless, and and Bob's not reckless. Bob is very, very careful about everything he does. And Mm -hmm. Bill, clearly, that was that's a reckless move. And he's one of those GM guys who we've we've shown all, all through last season. They're, they're, they're just, their culture at that company the was Michigan very reckless. Boys. Yeah, <laughs> we just do crazy chef. That's what we do. We're going to go
3: nuts. Bob recognizes that he has so much to lose in this situation, right. whereas uh, Bill might not, because he already has the wife set up. He has this whole. Front that everyone believes, and I think Bob wants that same thing.
1: And it's also the presumption that you know being gay is about <laughs> gay sex, which it isn't. Right. Like you know, so being, like for Bob being you know he, he's he's gay, but maybe he wants love and a relationship and, and right. a boyfriend. And I, whereas well, it's not just about gay, well, you know. Gay sex. There,
0: there's I cannot remember the name of the play to say I was looking it up, but I can't find it. But this, this the, the, what he was talking about. Bill's life was was the was the common way to be a gay man in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. That was this, this how you did it. Right. You had a wife and. And you, you raised kids, and you you did what you had to do to make sure you had kids, and then you
1: had a you had your your guy on the side. But yeah. there's a difference in having your guy on the side and going out into parks randomly. Oh, parks no out. question. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm that, that, saying. And that's, what, that's I think Bob. That's the distinction, Bob's Bob. Making. between Bob right. and Bill. I'm not. I'm not of your. Ilk. I'm
0: not of your stripe. I'm right, not going to go right. jump out there and, and try and fillet an officer. Yeah, we keep saying fillet because we're grown ups on the show. Fillet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: it's a fun word. <laughs> like to, it's a fun word to say. Awesome. Yeah, fillet. You know, to the I But fillet? Yeah. But here's the thing, right? That's, that's Bobby Flay. It's because fl- you just watched Hannibal. It that's might what. be. Yeah.
0: We, we did. We just did Hannibal, and they they do a lot of flaying, but it's very yeah. different. All right.
2: So I don't think you know when Bob makes this overture to Joan and he he proposes to her. I, th- I don't think that that's the life that he wants, and I think it's another testament to why uh, Joan and Bob get along so well. They do have similar values. Bob doesn't want to have, you know, the the beard wife so that he can have a relationship and be protected. I think that that's just what he thinks um, a position as an executive at Buick would require. I agree. I think he wants— The freedom to pursue a love in the open, you know, the way that he could potentially today, but just was it was impossible back then.
1: I agree. I think I think that it's more about what he what what he needs to fulfill this role with Buick. He's mm-hmm. like Buick guys expect a certain I, thing. I, I, I do wonder.
0: I, I do wonder, and and this is something I I couldn't answer because I, I I'm not a uh, I'm not I'm not gay, but I, I would love the internet to, to tell us. I can you know, believe it or not. But uh, I, I I wonder w- if there were men with the expectation in the fifties and sixties that they could live a lifestyle where they have kids and a marriage. I mean, we we have this idea now that because we've gone to this place. That, that 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 was something that that people have been striving for for a long time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was even on anybody's radar at that time. No, chance. I don't think so. I, no. I suspect that the 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 winning the, the best case scenario would have been what Bill has, where you're raising the family, you're doing the mm-hmm. do, you have your sons and your daughters, and you have your your stuff on the right. side. Best Un- case scenario until uh, go well, ahead. I just
3: thought the whole proposal to Joan by Bob was really selfish um, because he wants to to live a life and pursue love and have this open relationship and stuff, and so to propose to Joan and suggest that she can't do that anymore Mm -hmm. um, and be in a loveless marriage. I just thought that was really selfish on his part to not... I agree. Because she obviously deserves to find a husband who she can love and, you know, have... Hot
1: woman's take right there. That's a good take.
2: Well, let's let's talk about where Joan is emotionally in this moment, right? Uh, This really is, when she turns down this proposal to me... Is the ultimate moment of self actualization for the character. When we meet her, she puts all of this value on, you know, how to present yourself to nab a man, a successful man who's going to give you a good life, who's going to take you out of an office so you don't have to work there anymore. He's a doctor, you know, like there. Exactly. Uh, You know, Greg was the handsome doctor, uh, presumably from a good family, and it was an utter. Absolute disaster. Well, even Roger right. before that.
1: He yeah, was even always, Roger is always sort of like looking for that person. Of yeah, power. Roger's the right. continual disaster. I, right.
3: Well, I right. still think there's something with Joan and Roger. Well, they have, I kind of hope so. Sure. I like Roger. Well, they have so, <laughs> such yeah, a history. They have
2: so much history <laughs> together. But I honestly, I don't know how romantic. It could be going forward because I feel like she's evolved too much and he's evolved too much and they've grown in different directions. No, no, he's still he's still
0: you know dedicated to being a child for the rest of his life. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's you know I'm going to explore hippy dippy stuff, but at the end of the day, he's he's kind of living a kid's life. She's she's really an adult at this point. Yeah, and she she's she wants a mature relationship, and it's very interesting uh, to me that that Bill, the first person that Bill went after when he came in the office was Joan. Mm -hmm. First person he looked at to make sure everybody knew he was in. To girl's was right. Joan. Yeah. yeah. And and of course there goes Bob going after Joan. Right. And it and it's it's interesting to see the evolution of the character how all men recognize that e- either we're into Joan or we ought to be yeah. into
2: Joan. That Joan is a status symbol. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And now she wants to be a woman. Yeah. She's saying I'm not a status symbol. I'm a person yeah. and I would rather be Absolutely. alone yeah. for the rest of my life
3: or live with her mom for the rest or of my live life. with
2: my mother <laughs> in a two bedroom apartment uh, for the rest of my life than be in a loveless marriage, even to my best. And friend. I will
0: say this, though, that she has that, op- that she has that option because she's a partner. If she wasn't a partner, if she was just an office girl, she would take Bob's offer in no, a heartbeat. Imagine all the struggle that would be going I, I, on money-wise know, every step of the way. What
1: you're, what you're saying there is completely d- diminishing his entire point. Or no, it's... It's she Jermaine's time to grow. You, you gotta but are you saying John she only she evolved because it. she has, she's a partner? If she's not been a partner, she would have not evolved? No,
0: I'm just saying that the character's options are limited if there's financial if there are financial right. um, uh, there if, if there's financial stress your characters your right. your, your options are limited okay. if you don't have the financial stress because you're a partner mm-hmm. then you have the option to grow i, I would so like I to think believe
1: think joan would have said no whether she's a partner
0: i think
3: right joan now. has more integrity than that yeah. even before the growth well yeah. I, you know go back to the
2: other woman in season 5 right she she had to sacrifice a great portion of her dignity and a great portion of her pride uh, for the agency, and in exchange for this partnership, I think that she—it didn't come cheap, man. It didn't come cheap, and it's—it's it's a memory that I think will always haunt her. It's brought her great fortune in terms of being a partner, now being an account executive, being you know the 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 woman that she was to the women in the Steno Pool in 1960. She now is. In the world, to everyone. She is a powerful woman. And I I do understand your point, Joe, in that if she didn't have these things and if she hadn't had the experiences that she gained from what it took to get those things and to strive for those things, um, I think there would be a lot more temptation because she wouldn't have the money and she wouldn't necessarily – I don't know how far she would have come in terms of knowing her own well, self-worth Success, until she took it for herself. You, you I lot, you,
1: you, you make a great point. I mean, she would have a lot more tempta- temptation. I would like to believe that the evolution of Joan as an individual has more to do with where she, what she's been through and not necessarily what her financial status is. Or her. Right. So I'd like to believe that. And I also want to say this is just another – a uh, great point of what this what this whole series has done. If you look at the series from 1960, 62, whatever it was, to 1969, the story of these women, the evolution of all these women, mm-hmm. it's you incredible. know, it's a you very know well from done. where they all started to where they all now, and, including, and maybe we'll get to we, we talked about last time, but including Betty to a certain degree. I mean, Betty's sort of making, she's gone up and down, and, and to that point, if if Bob Benson offered that to Betty, you know, maybe, maybe Betty would have taken it, but maybe not. Betty's had a similar arrangement with, um, with uh, uh, Her- uh, with Henry, Henry, you know, right Although now, you
2: know, there's there's love there. They're fighting right now, but there's okay. there's definitely love there. Uh, I do agree with you, also, um, Sterling, that it's incredibly selfish of Bob to say, "Listen, you're you're old enough. You're pushing forty. You're washed up. You're yeah. washed up. There's yeah. no Give way <laughs> that anyone else as good as me is going to come along. This is the best so offer yeah. you're going to get. So Tell right.
3: Joan she's washed up Which, yeah. when she gets as much as exactly." She does. Which
2: is preposterous. And, you know, like, look, he is essentially a father figure to her son, to Kevin. Okay. Kevin he gets, gets a along. Father. Yeah, he gets along great with her mother. It would be an ideal partnership. But Joan already has a partnership. She has a partnership to this company. And if she's going to partner herself with anybody else, it's going to be because she loves them enough that it is worth sharing her life with them not because she's a status symbol, not because someone can provide for her. She is now in a position as a successful, powerful woman that if she wants something, she can take it, and she's not going to sacrifice any part of her life ever again.
3: And we've seen so many loveless marriages on Mad Men, so mm-hmm. for her yeah. to be the first person to be, to say, I, yeah. want, I don't want that for myself, was yeah. a great let, let me
0: toss something out there, though, because I think it's worth worth discussing, that that the women who are the most successful at the firm are also the loneliest. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is the 60s and this goes on in the 70s and this this goes on to our childhood when we were in, in in the 70s and 80s too. This is the, it's not easy to be a powerful woman. Peggy yeah. is all alone. So is Joan.
3: I feel like that's still the case yeah. today. Sure. it probably um, is. But so I,
0: it's worth pointing out that that I feel you know, like that there's this, a lot of there's a lot of scenes yeah. that aren't in the show. That you know, a lot of scenes of Joan alone at night,
2: mm-hmm.
0: living a very, very mirrored life to Peggy. Right, right. That are worth. That's yeah. worth pointing out that that's there. Well, yeah. that's
2: the we're going to talk a lot about Peggy because I feel like this is kind of a turning point in that loneliness. There's a moment of connection that uh, obviously the slow dance, and we're going to talk all about it. Um, I want to move on to Roger while we can. Um, you know, a few scenes him in the uh, in the steam room at the uh, New York Men's Athletic Club. And uh, Jim from McCann, who we've seen a few times this season, sidles up to him. And he's basically sizing him up. He kind of makes this overture as if to say, you know, come work for us maybe. I or, didn't quite get th- I didn't quite um, get what I, he was I, trying I to do. I don't understand what happened there either. He's trying to get under. So, okay. So he's trying to get under his skin. He, he knows that, uh, that SC&P is going to lose Chevy. He knows that that's happening. He knows that Bob Benson is going to Buick. He wants to make sure, or try to get a sense of, is SC and P also going to Buick? Right. All he knows, I think, at this point, is that they're losing Chevy and/or that uh, that Bob's going to Buick. So he's just trying to get a sense of what their ambitions are, because he knows that they're they're. They're growing. They're going after bigger things. They're going after a fast food chain. Yeah, it's not McDonald's, but it's still a, it's still a player in a big industry. They're going after tobacco all over again. You know, um, uh, they made overtures earlier in the season that they wanted Don. Maybe his offer is saying, you know, maybe I could make your concerns our concerns, is saying, you know, if it makes it easier on you, give Don to us. Take this, you know... Take, take tobacco. Yeah, take, take, take Commander take, cigarettes.
0: Take, take Philip Morris, yeah. and we'll we'll take Don. Yeah. You think that's what that was?
2: I think that, that that's potentially what it was. Uh, I think that he's just trying to get a sense of what SCNP is trying to do. I don't know that he necessarily would do anything ever to help the company. Sure. I think that he would, after this whole Philip Morris deal implodes, they'd scoop up Don for a song. That's maybe what he's trying to do. Mm. But in any case... Uh, Roger doesn't really realize the impact of this information until later in the episode where, uh, it's revealed by Cutler that we're losing Chevy and he calls it this failure on the part of Roger who, you know, was unaware. He, he says to Joan later, you know, later on, you know, like, why didn't you tell me I could have done something? She's like, there's nothing that could be done. There's nothing that could be done. And he realizes the significance of what's going on with what McCann did earlier. Now, we're setting up this, we've been setting up this kind of like internal civil war among us, p Where are the lines being drawn? You know, Don is sort of the focal point. Jim and Lou do not want Don there. Uh, Cooper is not really swayed by emotion at this point. Don kind of broke his trust, and I think Cooper's gonna do what's best for Cooper. Uh, I think he also is really pleased that he's working with someone, a.k.a. Cutler, who actually knows how to run a business, Yeah, which Roger does
0: not. I think Cooper's over Don completely. I think he's just completely over him.
2: Yeah, he's completely over him. He's a liability. Uh, And, you know, so Cutler and Lou are trying to score this tobacco account, hoping that it'll push Don out. Don has kind of wedged himself in so that there's a shot that if they get it, he'll still be able to stick around. Roger wants to keep Don. But then also we kind of have this moment at the end of the episode with just Don, Peggy, and Pete. And how beautiful does that picture look? Oh, man, like uh, I said,
1: family at the table. Looks like a new agency. The family at the table, just just yeah. like just like Peggy drew it up.
2: Yeah. And then poor lonely Ted. Out in oh California
0: yeah. with that bagel and orange juice on his desk. That <laughs> is so
3: irrelevant. Can ask you a question, Matt. Like, if, yeah. if,
1: if, if um, you know Cooper really does want you know Don out, which yeah. he does. Doesn't Cooper have like the the nuclear option? Doesn't he have? Doesn't Cooper have the the, the Dick Whitman bomb? He can just pull out and push that button and, and clear everyone out.
2: You can only use it once.
1: That you
2: can only use it <laughs> once. <laughs> is that a yeah, and the Dick Whitman bomb is it's it's when it's out is out. And Bam, maybe maybe this is too much of a leap, but you know, um, uh, Burt Cooper is is a student of Japanese culture and Japanese philosophy. Art of War, Art of War, Sun Tzu, uh, and you know, I think that he places cards very close to his chest. Okay. He's very strategic, and he's also he's old enough that. It doesn't matter that much. But he's got it back there. He's yeah, got that car He's got point. it. And it's important to point out, I think, at this point in the series, that it is still out there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, it seems to me Bert's, Bert's job is, is more or less to sit back and make sure that, that all, the, all the proverbial-ish stays in the horse. I mean, right. that seems to be his gig. And sure. so if everybody's willing to get along and we've found the parameters under which we can take Don back and we've set the rules, we, 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 we've put this collar around his neck so he knows he's stuck in a certain way, then I think he's comfortable as long as everybody's able to work. Right. I think when the workflow is going to get jacked up is when Bert's going to go, okay, listen. But I think he's already set that in place without having to say anything about Dick Whitman or not Dick Whitman. I think he's already set that all up for himself. Right. I agree. Um, all right, and, we, and Don's already blown it,
2: by the way, drinking with, with he's Peggy. Blown drinking multiple multiple yeah. <laughs> he's blown yeah. it multiple um, times. He keeps blown it. So I, I want to talk about iTunes really quickly just because we are really low on time. Uh, today and again, I apologize. We are just slammed here at AfterBuzz, um, but uh, I want to thank everybody who's written to us, who's written these wonderful reviews. You're awesome. It's how we get our sponsors. It's how we get guests, and it yep. legitimately helps the entire AfterBuzz platform. Uh, I don't have time to read all of these wonderful reviews, but I will credit everyone for sending one. Thank you to Mickey eight 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 eight, Ruth in Oregon, Brown Cocoa, uh Captain Mensch, uh, Babzy B, Jay Schlepp. Yakes, MD, and Matt Place, I loved all of your reviews. They really made me feel great about what we're doing here this season. And thank you all for continuing to support us. Please continue to uh, write in some reviews, and I will uh, credit you all and give you shout-outs next week. So thank you. All right. Pete, I've been excited, waiting all season for Pete to finally land back in New York and see what's up. Right. And uh, we start with Pete on the plane with Bonnie. Wonderful Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie. so perfect for him. Uh, They're both sharks. I love that Bonnie. What could go wrong with a Bonnie? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like... What well, it could go wrong with a Right. Jack. And, you know, it's like moments where she tries to... Uh, she, uh, you know, <laughs> offers to get to the Mile High Club, and he says... I've always wanted I've to always <laughs> wanted to do that. Can I yes. tell
0: you this? That that yeah. scene I love that. But you know what Bonnie did? Bonnie didn't say me too. Bonnie said, "Haha, smile, I'm going. Yeah. So I think She's Bonnie's been a member for a long time. Is. She's yeah. been a member for a while.
2: But it's like it's a testament, we're looking at you know, that. we're ta- we talked about loveless no, marriages, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, the, the Pete Trudy marriage, he was never he never belonged there. He never belonged in the n- quintessential 1950s kind of marriage wow. that's uh, typified by the first Burger Chef pitch. Right. He's always been a guy who's more married to his work than uh, than to his wife. He's kind of like the little kid brother version of Don in that sense where he, he derives his fulfillment from what he does – Not from building a family. And I feel like Bonnie is very, very similar. And that moment where he's like, This is a thing I've always wanted to do. My wife, who I thought was the kind of person I was supposed to be with, would never have wanted to do something like this. Trudy. And like, this is, I think, his self actualization moment, but then he ultimately ruins it later in the episode. I I gotta
1: say, it's so great to have, you know, Petulant pissant a hole Pete back by the way. Oh yeah, well, I don't <laughs> agree. No. She, she's,
3: but, so, I mean like I like L A Pete. let me, let me Pete.
1: clarify. I like L A Pete. I like L A Pete for himself, but I mean just as a as character, a character a watch, for you to enjoy. Yeah, for, yeah. I like to see mm-hmm. Pete do his thing, and, and I
0: enjoyed. I, it, it was interesting. She's, Bonnie, said it really great in the hotel room. I don't like you in New York. Yeah, and that is like the no truth. One does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Nobody did. And he he goes back to the house with Trudy, and he's drinking that beer, and he looks. She just looks angry, and he looks looks Like he put Old on 10 peed. pounds in 15 minutes. It looks like minutes? he's
2: like being eaten away inside. Yeah. He's, he's yeah.
3: always just in like a huff and puff every time he's in New York. Well, yeah, he's faced
2: <laughs> immediately with. His ultimate failure as a yeah. parent—it's
0: right. it, it, insane. Oh. Can you imagine anything more hurtful, more no. painful as a father than your kid right. hiding behind the nanny who's the nanny. been around so little you don't
2: even know her name?
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, who, who are you? I don't. I, I mean, I pay you, but I don't know who <laughs> the heck you are. She's y'all.
2: not even there. No, yeah. she's not even there to greet him. Out, you out know, of town. I, how badly would it have gone over if Bonnie, as she wanted to come meet Tammy, if she would actually gone out there?
0: Yeah. No, it would have been a nightmare.
2: And I kind of wish she
3: did. I don't know. Like, I really like Trudy in this episode. I think mm-hmm. she had every right to go on a date. I, oh, absolutely. Pete gets to join the Mile high, high Club with Bonnie. Exactly. And he won't even let Trudy go on a date because it's immoral. It just... I was... Just, oh, I, oh, yeah. that was I was not ridiculous. happy. It was, it was, of <laughs> was a was massive, a break, massive
2: double standard. And then he,
3: And then he said that... Trudy was neglecting mm-hmm. Tammy. Right. Meanwhile, Tammy doesn't even know who he is. Exactly. Right. So, well, <laughs> yeah. like, I you're mean, a mother,
2: like that's just yeah. Come on, you, yeah. Have a child. <laughs> you have a child. Here's like what so? I will say. I was right. Not having that. When you're divorced <laughs> and you have a, and you you have joint custody of a kid, okay, she at the very least should have been more. Du- they're not even divorced. They're not even divorced. They're, not even divorced. Yeah. they're still they're married. They're Getting a divorce. They're getting a divorce. <laughs> but she should have at least been more in communication with Pete may, and not been late coming home. You know, her car was in the driveway, but she wasn't there. Uh, you know, she made it so that she didn't have to see Pete at all. I understand that, but make it clear so that he's not waiting around no, like a wait, jackass wait a getting drunk. No. Well, there, no, 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 no. no, no. There a housekeeper
0: the, the lady there was, there, the housekeeper was there. The housekeeper was there. He he wanted to hang out because he didn't have his moment with Trudy that he wanted to have. The the yes. that,
3: that he wanted to have that moment where he stomps out, beer the cake. nothing to do with
0: taking care of the kid. That yeah. was He wanted that moment to throw his weight around, right. and she could care less. And that hurt him. it's The only Even thing he more. could do
1: is smash the cake with his beer. That was yeah. all he had. That was his last move. And I must say, 1969 looks pretty good on Trudy, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. and she's, uh, you know, she's living her life as she should, you know, which is which is great. Um, And yeah, just New York does something ugly to Pete yeah where, you know, he he gets this fulfillment at work. But the fact is he's faced with the fact that he is a failure as a husband. He's a failure as a father. It's maybe not a role he was ever destined to play, but that is his reality. He does have a kid who doesn't know who he is and honestly couldn't care. It was good to see him walk back in the office, though, with
1: the, the tan face and the sideburns <laughs> and, you know, the, the hot girlfriend. He's very, very happy for, for at least a minute. In the yeah. Office,
2: but it all with and, him. you know, ultimately, he pushes her away by, you know revealing his petulant side. Right.
1: Yeah. who's never been in LA. He's never been a powder. Wow. He's never been a little beach no, in LA. This was this was Pete. as we know Pete. Every, yeah. every everything we saw is like, oh there he is. There's Which is Pete. why you know
2: it would have been very interesting to see what it would happen if Bonnie had come with him to Tammy's and maybe would have gone better. But honestly, see having her see that firsthand would have, right. I think, been ugly.
3: Well, that's why he didn't want her to come. And, yeah. and Bonnie,
2: going? Bonnie was on a plane, right? Like
3: is
0: Bonnie, yeah. I'll, I'll talk was, about she that. She and life. Bonnie, she, I'm sorry, Bonnie and Megan both on the plane back to L.A. I think there's a lot going on there. Are we, we're gonna we're, get to the, Megan and Don a little bit later. We're on? we're about to. Let's talk about yeah. that because that 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 plane ride back, both both and, the L.A. girls are going home, yeah. and and that I think ends a couple of things.
3: They both had very different looks on their face. Bonnie looked a little obviously upset, and Megan looked. At peace, like she was excited to go back. To she her was a,
2: turf. she was relieved, right? Yeah, um, I think so. You're right. I think that's let's the right let's term. talk about Don and Megan. So Megan shows up uh, at the office, seemingly out of nowhere again. You know, smacked in the face with the realization that Don doesn't ever what? talk about her. No, you were married. Ever, I didn't know Don was married. <laughs> Yikes. Huge insult. Yeah. And you know, watching their interactions, it's like it's Eve like back to being kind of like nervously cold. Like, they obviously, they love each other in that they've invested so much time and energy and passion into this relationship. But they both know it's over. They refuse to admit it aloud. But she basically came home to get the rest of her stuff. Right. And she says, I want to see you, not in L.A., not here, somewhere else.
3: Somewhere else. After he
2: was pushing the issue about. Right.
3: Yeah, well, he feels uncomfortable in LA on her turf, and she feels uncomfortable in New York on his turf, so. But But
2: at this point. Meet in the middle, maybe. Do we really think that wherever they go, they're going to be able to
3: reconcile?
1: No, but do we no. even think that that's what when Megan wants? I, mean, I don't I, think so. When she said it, that, It that sounded felt like, like she
3: just didn't even want him to come to L.A. ever again. But when no, she, she said looked that,
1: afraid when middle, he said he was coming yeah, in July. Yeah, she she looked scared. Like, oh, like, oh, oh why? Coming, don't come now. I've got a guy there. Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: I got a fondue pot. I got to pour some exactly. cheese on him. It's crazy. <laughs> L.A.'s wild, man. Yeah.
1: No, but, I, but, but also when she said that statement about, like, you know, we'll meet somewhere else, that didn't feel like she really meant that. It felt like an excuse. It felt like, oh, don't come home. We'll meet in Cleveland. Like, it just felt like it didn't feel like... Cleveland's where genuine. all the good stuff happened. So, Cleveland. I don't, I don't. I don't think that means Megan's intention at all to no to reconcile. I, think I don't think so.
0: And, and you know, it, it was interesting because there were so many tableaus in this episode. There were so many like Somebody what tableaus? Yes, like sir. long shots, beautiful yeah. shots. Yeah, yes, just sure. absolutely beautiful tableaus. But one of them was uh, was Donna Megan on that patio where she's made breakfast for him mm-hmm. and and he comes out there and I mean he just they just look like they look like just paintings they're so beautiful the two of them together yeah. but he comes out there and he's standing behind her and and he's you know he's kissing her and he's he, he's for him that's perfect and he yeah. saw her from inside the bedroom and he's looking at her and he's got And she's, she's a vision absolutely everything mm-hmm. he wants and she could not be more miserable to be where she is yeah. and he comes out and she he gives her that kiss and she's got that uncomfortable she flinches yeah. and you can feel from her that this if she accepts this life it is a complete uh, acceptance that she did not make it as an actress it's a complete acceptance that her mm-hmm. career never happened it's an acceptance that she needed him and yeah. couldn't do it on her own and and, I, and she no
2: she's weighing the decision she's basically weighing the Joan decision yeah. you know right. is it is it worth being in this marriage, what is it offering me, and do I have a shot at the life I deserve? Right,
1: and the juxtaposition that we saw between when Don's in L.A. and Megan's in her element, completely happy, and Don's miserable, versus when when Megan's in New York and Don's like it because couldn't be happier, mm-hmm. and Megan seems to be miserable is yeah. is interesting. It's, yeah. Such as what uh, Kristen said last week mm-hmm. about you know how you know Megan. Remember how Don looked at Megan and back in the Zooby Zooby Zoo episode, how he's just he was could not he loved her like he he just totally roast by her, uh, at the party, he looked at her like, disgusted. And now, back in New York, he's looking at her like that again. Right. So,
2: and he says, you know, like, I'm sure you you missed this place. How could you not miss this place? And she's like, I missed you. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't and miss New else. York. She yeah. doesn't miss the way it feels. I think she misses I, the way their marriage
0: was." I got to completely agree with Megan, by the way. I never miss New York. I, I, love, I, New New York. Ah, I love it all you want. I, I LA is so much better. Um, I agree with Don. But you know what, the other thing I think going on that I don't think we've talked about is Don is not the man anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's somewhat diminished, comparatively speaking. Are you, are you saying in that, their marriage? But are you saying that has anything to do with Megan's decision? Are you saying, like, Megan... No, I, mean, I think that it's it's interesting that when she got with him, he had the corner office. Of course. Remember that? And oh, she's, you know, and pe- she's we have seen, that moment right. where
2: she's like, soon enough you'll be in Don's office. And Peggy like, says it's right not much better. Not much better than mine. Yeah. Yeah. He's you know? in Lane's office. So, I mean, like, if yeah, I'm yeah, not, right? It
3: might be worse. His is freaking haunted. Yeah.
0: This has got dead Englishmen all over the place. That's horrible. But but I really I I just think that and I'm not saying that's a huge deciding factor, but it's right. definitely going on. Like Don is not, she's not the little girl, and he's not the man anymore. But
1: I would ask I would ask you or all of you actually, yeah. like, do you think that Megan's intention was to go out and sort of survey the landscape and really make a decision? Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: no, I don't do think, I
1: really think so. Do want to be there, or was it a decision to grab her ish and get the
0: hell? Out I of think
3: here? her it was <laughs> to grab all the rest of her stuff and get back to L.A.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. do, you, no, no, do you guys think that was conscious or do you think that
2: that means 100 percent? Oh, OK. I, think, I definitely I, think I, so. You know, like, if, look at how their marriage has been structured since she moved out there. This is uh, apparently, to date, her first visit back to New York, period, since she moved out there. The, the The rhythm has been she's living her life and he can enter it or leave it whenever he sees fit. She wants him to do it more often but as things continue to get colder and more desperate, you know, the threesome last week being a huge example of that, i think she's realizing no marriage, no marriage ever survives this. <laughs> no I think marriage. she's realizing it's time to maybe consider cutting her losses and getting her things. She says she missed her things in i think a far more convincing way than she said she missed him. Right. She just well, <laughs> well let me let me toss right. this out there. You tell me what
0: you think. Okay. Um uh, they got lots of money. Money's not an issue. So yeah. if she wants to get new things, she can go out and get new things. Uh, and, and I don't know about, I don't know from fondue. I really don't. I'm lactose intolerant. But I don't know if there are such things as fairly, family heirloom fondue pots. So, I mean, my I, I would imagine it would be more of a combination of uh, things. You know, like, yes, I'm i am coming back here to get my fondue pot. I'm going to buy 16 fondue pots. Who cares? i I, I, I kind of, th- I feel like she went back. Kind of, she was game. She was game for this. And in the course of that trip back, I think is when it all died. That's, that's, where I,
1: that's where I'm leaning towards. Cause it really felt like, in, in their feud, there's a lot of things there along the way mm-hmm. that kind of like, er, like the whole, I didn't know Don was married. Right. That's like, er, strike one. Mm-hmm. The conversations on the phone. But it felt like for a moment there, for a few moments that, that they were happy together. It was good to see Don so happy. And maybe I was focused on Don. I'm like, oh, Don's really happy. He, You know, his, it was and the
0: black polo and the slacks. So he's looking good. He yeah. looks healthy. He opened like, oh, that bottle of wine. That's how he does it.
1: it didn't actually Actually tune into Megan. I'm like, because I'm a stupid man. I'm like, oh, Don's great. Megan's back. Woo, New York. But then after a while, I'm like, wait a minute, Megan yeah. is
2: not having yeah, this. Yeah, at all but all I, I agree with you, Joe, in that you know maybe she had some hope that things could be fine, and then seeing the reality of it reinforced the fact that like it's time to get my stuff. Also, you know, a woman preparing for a divorce and potentially an ugly one. I think that she's going to grab whatever she can, just in case. No. Just in case he tries to keep it. Just in case he tries to, you know, keep more of the money. Now I'm not to sell that fondue pot.
3: Yeah, that was going to say. What if <laughs> yeah. that's worth a lot of money? Exactly. Or I guess
2: just, I don't know from fondue yeah. pots. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if they did prenups back in the right. day. This but this is
0: a slimy <laughs> flingy do fondue pot. This <laughs> slingy dangy foo fondue pot is worth okay. three hundred million dollars. I don't right. know. I'm, I'm not sure well, what. do off think of this
3: shopping case. note, he offered to take her shopping as yes. well as. Pete offered Mm -hmm. to take Bonnie shopping, or not to take her, but for her to do it on her own. Like, what else could they possibly want to do in New York, you know? Mm -hmm. Other than shop. Yeah, well, so tell I me, I'm curious
0: because I've been there a bunch. of
2: times. I personally
3: like the shot, but they didn't give them any all other right.
2: here we're low on time, <laughs> so I want to I want to move into this Don Peggy relationship. So, um, you know, La- wait, last thing, let that, that plane right, plane right back. Mm-hmm. You got Megan and Bonnie.
0: Both both girls are heading back to L. A. alone. I'm just that was the whole point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
2: I agree with you there. That was a scene. In Sorry the scene. to interrupt. That please move on. Yeah. <laughs> That was a scene. It so, happened in the show. There was a Peggy, curtain moving on. That happened. Peggy, uh, you know, over the course of this season, she's been dealing with a whole lot. She's the copy chief. She's getting bigger accounts and having Don on her team. Difficult at first and now it's becoming, you know, more normal. Pete, being Pete, you know, he wants what he feels is the best chance at selling these ideas. And in his mind, that's Don. He's been pushing Don this whole time since he got Burger Chef on the table. I love that. Yeah. We, well, of course we do, because we love Don. A lot people being an outsider coming in like, what's going on in this office? Don's right there. Like, yeah. get Don in here. What are you guys doing? They're all right. like, Which, but that's it, a huge <laughs> bummer for They're Peggy, like <laughs> because she's grown a whole hell of a lot as here. a creative, as a boss. You know, Don is working for her. He's swallowed his pride, and he's doing it seemingly very, very well well they've reached a nice easy rapport but uh as they present this you know uh this idea of of burger chef which is a very solid pitch if a bit old-fashioned it doesn't reflect the woman that she meets at the top of the episode we look into this car this woman is exhausted she is miserable she doesn't care about your questions she just (laughs) doesn't want to go home to a fight She's pissed off that she's buying this fast food instead of being able to provide for her family. And, you know, she resembles, I think, a growing number of people with kids in the 60s, in the late 60s. Of course. Uh, That's how I grew up in the 70s. Yeah, life becomes more and more complicated. You're doing far more. You don't have time to make a a roast every night. You just don't. And, uh, you know, Lou loves this idea. Pete wants to have Don pitch it which is just crushing cuz it's it's the same thing all over again like when Don was in charge
0: she's as good as any girl in the business yeah, yeah. yeah. any girl
3: no. any
2: girl ridiculous
3: you know all it's two of them. it's glow right? as good as the other one let me, one. Let me the throw the this out there
2: <laughs> it's glow coat all over again yeah, yeah. it's her idea that Don took and turned into a commercial, she, and she, got the Clio. she dropped that on him too. Remember? Right? Yeah, so I, I love yeah. that Pete
3: is here to help. <laughs> That's give what Dawn. the money is for. Yeah. That
0: I was love, a, that was one of my favorite scenes in the Yeah,
3: I love that Pete is here to help, kind of push Don, give him some more power. But mm-hmm. I really don't want to see Peggy fall back into exactly.
2: Lineup. And I don't, I don't think that she will after this episode. Right. I don't right. think so either. Yeah. So um, you know, and the worst part is, they say we want Don to to pitch it and then to hand over to you for the mother's voice of reason, but it, it's your decision. Yeah. It's your decision.
0: Mm. And then and they, they submarine her with uh, with Ted on Ted. the phone. Mm-hmm. I she agree, has, Peggy. Huh? She, what, what? Who is that? <laughs> Damn it. It's me, yeah. Ted. You and are such so. a-holes. Yeah.
3: Is he always just waiting for someone to have a conversation oh, with that's on the phone? He <laughs> he
0: that's that's what he does.
3: He's got to have someone to talk so, to. What are you doing? a man in the box.
2: <laughs> it's your she, decision, Peggy. What? She is... You know, incensed, and she doesn't really feel like she has any wiggle room on the subject. If she says no, she's gonna look like the difficult woman who, you know, refused to take. And not a team player. And not a team player who refused to take anyone's advice, and if it blows up in her face, she will eat all of the crow. She will. You know, it's it's going to be her failure instead of, you know, the team yeah, doing absolutely. everything that they could. So she goes to Don and she, you know, posits it as her idea. And he immediately sees through it. It's like, BS. Who Whose idea is this? Yeah. Who told you to do this? And he didn't want any part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, at the very least, just because he doesn't want to step on her toes. The idea, I think, does excite him. And finally he does.
3: Well, we see him celebrate when she leaves. Yeah, so he accepts. That. And then he's
2: like, <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I get to present. This is what I was born to do, you know? And uh, But as she leaves, he just throws out an idea. He just throws out an idea. Uh, just toying around. What if it was from noodling. the kids? Noodling. I was doing some noodling. Yeah. Yeah. Some some what if noodling. it was all from the kid's perspective? I don't right. know. And we I've never heard him be this kind of casual throwing yeah. out not an idea. It's
0: not his, it's not his ass yeah. on the line. Right. It's her ass and Lou's ass. Yeah, but right. his but, ass
1: is off to the side. But Don, I, I don't know, we can discuss this if we had time, but I know Don knew he, what he was doing when he did that. Because right. Because Don, that was genuinely, he kind of knew that the idea is like, eh, maybe there's better stuff. I don't yeah. know. I don't want, not in my place, but that was a kind of new list for the
2: <laughs> And... It's it's pulling a uh, thread, and the whole sweater starts right. to unravel. And she just she no longer has confidence in the idea. She, in her mind, knows that Don is like saving some perfect idea that he's been saving he's all along. That he was either. never going to share with her at any point yeah. during the development. Just hoping, waiting for some man to say no. Don should do it, and he'll just swoop in and he'll just say the perfect tag at the end of the at the end of the meeting, like it just came to him in the moment. Moment. Yeah, like Do I do that? Yes, yes, you do that. Yes. Oh, I, I that, that, that. That 10
1: minutes or seven or eight, eight minutes, wherever that was, where mm-hmm. Peggy's like just agonizing about Don and that was so painful I was so sick of Peggy like one well, like Peggy I'm, I'm screaming at the screen like mm-hmm. you know Don is Don is a creative genius you love Don Don loves you get in the room fix it you know yeah. hold I'm like do it do it do it and they did that ultimately it was great Right. I love the way it played out but god that whole process of watching Peggy be like and Don
2: and I hate yeah. this and I hate you her call with Stan yeah all uh, that that relationship is still I love Stan my favorite character. I love Stan I love Stan too and you know maybe maybe <laughs> (laughs) they'll wind up together i don't know uh but you know um she goes back to the office to try to figure this thing out she's obsessed she can't she can't figure it out she calls don at home he sits down to dinner with megan but ultimately winds up back at the office i love it and uh you know she's like i need you to tell me how you would do it how would you how do you think how do you make this happen? Which is honestly, I, I feel like a question many viewers have been asking yeah. since the start of the of the series. Pulling back the cloak a little bit, and he's like, "Well, you know, I you have to think about what." The client is feeling what they're thinking, and like what the consumer is thinking. And if I don't necessarily feel as confident in ideas I did before, I go back to the start and, uh, and see if I wind up in the same place. He takes a nap and yeah. he goes back to start. But uh, before that, he said, berates that. his he yeah.
0: berates yeah. It, the people he can. Yeah. And and, and which, then, which which she did. But yeah. the whole point was, <laughs> what do I want? Mm-hmm. Well, not what does the client yeah, want? Yeah, what do I right. want? Not what does Lou my want? My way. What do I want? What is my way? And and that's what symbolism he tried to get enough for Peggy you? to do. Oh, and then my way at the end.
2: <laughs> and and because yeah. I'm a
0: frank freak, so that was that was a beautiful thing. But um, anyway, yeah, that was that's the integral thing. Is my what do I want? What yeah. do I want? And trying to get Peggy to decide what she wanted.
2: Okay, um, so we we get this scene where uh you know she realizes that that type of family doesn't exist they're reminiscing about 1955 and 1965 which for peggy was a great year for don maybe not as great i mean he married megan but it was still it was a rough one and uh you know this this song is playing and apparently it's playing all the time in in the summer of 69 uh
3: and uh you know she yeah she reaches
2: it. she reaches this moment she realizes you know like that Burger Chef is whoever you're sitting there with is your family. And it's this very beautiful, very real, very modern sentiment taking meals out of the home where, yeah. you know, family togetherness is becoming less and less important or less and less manageable and putting them in this shiny, clean, new space that is meant specifically for communal gathering. Absolutely. And, you know, in this celebration, this moment where the student becomes the master and she reaches the idea, not Don. She does kind of taking the suitcase where she's throwing ideas against the wall all night. And finally he comes up with the thing and that's all it's always been. And finally she gets her victory and they celebrate together. And I love this shot. Uh, where, you know, on the right side of the frame, they're dancing, and then on the left side of the frame, you see this reflection, and you kind of get this sense of who they were and who they are, and this mutual admiration and love and respect. And it's like... I know, it's not a romantic couple, but they are the couple. That was perfect. The heart of the show. Yeah. Per- mm-hmm. Perfect moment, and very
1: eloquently put by you. By, you. I better myself. But yeah, no, but a perfect, perfect <laughs> mad, yeah, thank you. A perfect <laughs> Mad Men moment for all those reasons you said, but also just getting us inside what Mad Men does, both, getting us inside the creative process yes. in a way that, like, you know, that is that's wonderful, and also being able to, you know, repair this relationship that we know and see and we're invested in, <laughs> and see them both get together as creatives and as people who care about each other, yes. all in the same moment. And also, what Peggy said, it's in the, in, you know, when when trying to figure, we're trying to crack this whole thing. She's when she talked about this family. She's like, "Does anyone do that anymore?" Like, yeah. th- like we said earlier, like it's nineteen sixty nine. Does that family even exist? Like, who who are we? And it kind of a the metaphor for what they used to do and how they used to present things. When they're responsible for this image of this family. They're they're partly responsible for the image of love and this family and all these other things that as as admin that they've brought onto society. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking back, like, "Well, does this exist anymore? What, what yeah. can we do to project what the new family have is? we
2: <laughs> been?" lying to the American public right. for years? Have we been selling them on a dream that no longer exists? If and it ever existed. Do you remember I, doing that? I don't re- remember that. Right. Right.
3: And none we, of them can relate to that traditional family right. that they're trying to no, sell.
2: No, they can't. Look at Pete and Bonnie, who may never have a family at all, you if know. they're able to work out their differences. Right. Uh, and they finally they meet with Pete at Burger Chef, yep. and you know, uh, Pete tries to railroad uh, Peggy, and Don says, no, she's going to do it her way and symbolism achieved and yep. then we pull out into this temple it was um, it was such, such a great this. shot beautiful yep. and uh you know seeing these three together makes us all wonder we've been Agency. thinking about it other agency, potentially. All right. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. I want to thank everyone for downloading, watching, listening, streaming to the episode. This week, we'll be back with the final episode of 2014 next week. Uh,
1: Joe Braswell, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. And for the season finale, Hannibal and the Americans. All right. Joe Filippo. Uh, you can find me at uh,
0: Joe Filippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O on the Twitters. My website is josephsanfilippo.com.
2: All right. And Sterling Cates.
3: I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sterling Cates. All right. And you can find me on Twitter
2: at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. New summer shows. Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Uh, Under the Dome is coming back. I've got The Strain this summer. Grace Point in the fall. Bunch of great stuff. Stay tuned. Also, all my videos on SourceFed. Thank you all. Good night.